You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you hear do not represent the views of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, my name is Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. And you're listening to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. For all the beautiful entrepreneurs out there, this is for you. Good morning, Las Vegas. Hi, Leah. How you feeling this beautiful Saturday morning? I wish you a Merry Christmas. Yay! I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. You finally ready? I'm finally ready. You're finally I'm ready. ready. Last you, week was rough, but this week this I'm ready. You got it. You got it together. How many trees did you put up? None yet, but I will I be. See, no, 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 no. But I'm in the spirit now. I'm feeling excited. Okay. It's not going to take me long. I have the easy trees that, you know, kind of put two so, pieces. You put them together and the lights are already on them. So it's not going to take me long. <laughs> not going to take you long. No, all I got to do is just put the bulbs on there. I'll be good. Okay. So yeah. I am. Um, all trees are up. Oh. I purchased another little teeny tree. So now we have five. Oh, fantastic. So, I wow. am super duper excited. It feels like Christmas. It yes, does. It does. It feels it like does. Christmas. I am so, so excited. <sighs> well, Las Vegas, today is the 23rd and tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Yes. And then Monday is Christmas. We're so excited. We hope that all of you all, of you all have lots of fun plans with your family and kids and loved ones over this holiday season. Yes, we do. Well, today we're again, we, y'all, we're, going, we're staying with this uh, trust in the States because we... We find that it's very, very important. Ron, I can't tell you the number of people tell me, well, I'm going to set up a trust. I think I'm going to set up an estate and don't have a clue. <laughs> do they have, it, I mean, do they have any property or do they have anything to put Mm-mm. in the trust? Do they have any Mm-mm. money? Do they have anything? Mm-mm. Then they don't need a trust. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I, that's what I said. That's what I said. But they heard TikTok Esquire oh. told them that they needed a trust. Oh, I see. So today we found someone that this is what they do. So we have attorney <laughs> Pamela Jones in the studio with us. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. So, Pam, first, thank you for accepting our invitation to come and talk to the listeners. Thank you. Just about what you do. Um, and this is Pamela's first time on the radio, so everybody welcome her. She She's smiling, she's grinning, and she's ready just to give you a bunch of information. Talk about your background and talk about what you do. What, do, what, what does your law office do? Sure. My law office focuses exclusively on probate and estate planning matters. My background, I uh, went to college and I thought I was going to be in business and I worked for a health policy center for many years uh, until my mother-in-law died one night without any, I mean, it was a complete surprise to us and she died without any documents in place whatsoever. And so we went through a probate for her death because none of us knew what to do and uh, it was expensive and confusing and it everyone started fighting immediately, you know, Mm -hmm. including who's going to be in charge. So that I decided then and there I was going to go to law school. So yeah, so I went to law school, I was about 40 and uh, went to school at night. So I and I knew that's this is what I wanted to do probate and estate planning when I went to school. 
So that's what I've been doing for the last 15, 16 years. And after I graduated from law school. So that's fantastic. Oh, my God. That is that 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 is a it's story. never too late to follow your dream. Never exactly too late. Whenever to it comes to you, it doesn't come to everybody at the same time. That's I love that. I love it, too. All right. So let's talk about it. Probate. What is probate? Well, probate is the process we have to go through to, um, it's through the court, and it's, whether you have a will or you don't have any documents in place, the court wants to make sure that all your creditors are paid, and the court wants to make sure that the correct will is being sent through the system and that all the beneficiaries are protected. So there are good parts about probate, but it's expensive, and it's public, and it's time-consuming, and most people want to avoid it. Okay. So then how do you avoid it? Well, you avoid it usually uh, by establishing some sort of a trust. And there are all types of different, uh, all different types of trusts. The most common is a revocable trust. because. So, okay. So revocable, thank you, revocable trust. What is a revocable trust? A revocable trust is um, a trust where you can make changes to it and, and you can revoke it, just get rid of it completely. When you establish a trust, you put property in the trust. And if you revoke it, you just take it back out and you go on your own way, put it back in in your individual name. But a revocable trust is the most flexible and the most common uh, trust that people establish. It's really a probate avoidance technique. When you want to avoid court um, because of the assets that you hold are probatable assets, then you establish a trust. And... um, what what is a probatable asset? Is the I'll give it say what's the I, thank you. I, you know I was I, I was writing it down ready. Come on, right. If you have a real property, if you own your own home, that's a probatable asset. The assets in you usually hold it in your name as an individual, or if you're married, commonly it's joint tenancy, and that property. If it's joint tenancy, the survivor can take it without going through probate. But at the second death, then we have to probate the property. And and it will go, if you haven't established a, a will or anything, it goes by intestate succession. And if you have established a will, it goes to whoever you you said it, it should go to. Okay. Oh, so wait, i got to ask a question. Uh, you're okay. say right, because right, right, you, you, you okay. didn't throw some terms out there. Come on. <laughs> so for this provocable trust, say I put, and I'm just making this up. I put my brother's name on it and then his son's name on it. And I'm thinking that my brother would outlive me, so he would be next in line. But then thinking ahead, his son would outlive him, so his name would be next on the trust to handle any business or take over any property or anything like that. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, you always have alternates because we never know what's going to happen. And you can name your best friend and that person could die before you do or not want to act. And frequently we have people who are, maybe they've got a lot of issues in their own life. They don't want to act. You should always have it. I always say two alternates. Okay. Two alternates. That's a revocable trust. Okay. So what's a... Well, what's the other type of trust? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. I want you to say it. What's the other <laughs> right. type of trust? There are lots of different types right. of trust, but if as opposed to revocable, irrevocable, mm-hmm. meaning you can't amend it, change it. You're essentially transferring money into this trust, and 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 you've set the terms, and and you, you technically you can't revoke it. Oh. Technically, you can't revoke it. Right. Hmm. So you set the terms up. And the terms just are the terms. The terms are the terms. And frequently, you may be able to take an income interest off of it, but it's no longer your property. You know, you, you, you're, you're putting it in this irrevocable trust. You're transferring it out of your name. And the, and the terms of the trust designate where it goes. Maybe you can take an income interest during your life, but you can't take the principal. And there are various 
reasons to establish an irrevocable trust, the primary reason would be one of them is asset protection. If you're you're worried about being sued, etc. Okay, so basically, now let me ask you this. If the trust generates an income, does the trust need to do a tax return? It does. And if we have, uh, this is uh, so frequent, if you have a revocable trust, which most people have just to avoid probate, and then you die, your trust becomes irrevocable at your death. When it becomes irrevocable, it gets its own tax ID number. And when it gets its own tax ID number, it has to start paying taxes. So we file a 1040, the trust would file a 1041. And that's it's just an income tax return for a trust. Now, do you do that service as well? I do not. I refer to qualified CPAs to do that. Okay, let me get this straight. Okay, so now, if the trust makes money, so... Okay, if the trust makes money... Let me, makes, give, you, um, the, let me give you an example. Yeah, give me, give me an example. Give me an example. You have royalties. Uh, okay. So mm-hmm. royalties, you set up the trust. Mm-hmm. So all the money goes to the trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't go to you personally. You protected the royalties go there. Mm-hmm. So the trust then can either give money to the designated um, beneficiaries, give them K-1s, mm-hmm. or the trust pays a tax pays taxes on the income that that is earned so if i so if i had that if i had money coming from a trust to me say once a quarter right four times a year then the trust then i would have to file taxes on the money that i received from the trust and then the trust itself would file taxes as well saying that it gave me the money is that correct well it the trust can pass through the income to you and give you a k-1 um and or the trust can pay the tax itself and mm-hmm. so it's oh. it's sort of one or the other. Interesting. Yeah. It's one or the other. But one, okay. Now let me ask you this. Do you need people when you do this? Should someone just jump out there and do it on their own? Or should they really use a professional in this instance? I've had I would highly suggest using a professional and there are a lot of options out there for preparing your own documents. And I'm not saying it can't work, absolutely, but I've had uh, several instances where people think they know what they're doing and they've set up a document which will end up in litigation later or, or end up very you know, devastatingly for the family. The property's not going where they thought it was going to go. Mm. Okay. The property is not going where they thought. Right. Because they didn't have a conversation right, beforehand. Right. They set up the trust and they set up... Uh, they just set up the wrong terms, and and you know, essentially, it's a, the court will look to the document, and they signed the document, they prepared the document, and it will do what it they said it, <laughs> said it was going to do. And unless you have overwhelming evidence uh, that that to the contrary, the the court will go by what what the document says. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I have a couple. I have so many questions. So many. We could be here all day. I have a question now. Should a person have a will and a trust or just a trust? Oh, well, if you have a revocable trust, you also want to have a will. We okay. call it a pour-over will. And okay. it just grabs anything that's not in the trust already, okay. pours it over to the trust. So we only have distribution terms under one document. Oh, interesting. Because so many people leave this earth with no trust, no will, no nothing. And then families are left to try to figure out what the person wanted, you yeah. know. And it just becomes a nightmare. It does. Yes. It's the, the worst thing you can do is leave no direction whatsoever because the family will listen to what you say. People are always worried about hurting someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. But if you put it down in writing and you say what you want, the family will accept it and, uh, and move on. It's when we have 
ambiguous terms or questions, that's when we have people fighting and trying to take control. With so I'll tell you. A so let me say this. So mm-hmm. if you. Uh, If you've heard this information, it's intriguing to you. Attorney Pamela Jones at 702-370-6102. Again, 702-370-6102. Look, the holiday season is here. You're about to be around family and friends. We can laugh, joke, but y'all, let's get to planning. And let's plan because we never know. You never know. You never know. And let me tell you something. Uh, my, I'll tell you the story very quickly. My grandmother, my mother's mother, was had 20 brothers and sisters. So when the parents died, they were all fighting over the house and whatnot. So when she saw all of this, she set everything up. She had two children. She set everything up equally. Two separate bank accounts, same amount of money. Uh, she had her will done, everything. And the property and whatnot, she left. She put it in her will that, you know, they split everything 50-50. So when she passed, it was, she even paid for a funeral and picked out her outfit and did her obituary, picked all her songs and the whole nine. And I thought to myself, hmm, she made this very easy. So my, my, my mother and her brother didn't have to have one negative word about anything because she had left it all set up a particular way where everybody would be okay. And that's what we have to think about is the people who we're leaving behind to deal with all of our business. Absolutely. That was a, a real gift she left. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah, y'all just got dressed and showed up. It, that's all we did. She did. Well, did she tell y'all what time she wanted to have it? That's the only thing she didn't choose was <laughs> okay, the time the of the time, funeral. The time. But she picked out everything else. The I pastor? Mean, the pastor, the songs, the obituary. The obituary did she go done. buy the flowers, too? She didn't do that. Okay. So we, 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 we had an opportunity to pick the time of the funeral and to purchase the flowers. Wow. So, but that was it. Everything else she had done. So say I, I, I am... Uh, Someone did, did just did just die, and I am the executor of an estate. I now I don't know what to do. I mean, where do I start? What do I do? Right. If you're the trust named trustee of the trust and uh, an executor of the will, then you start the trust administration process, and we can help people with that. But it is daunting, and the first thing to do is read the documents, read the trust as much as you can understand of it, because they're generally very complicated and long documents. But get some help and uh, and just get some guidance on how to move forward and, and how to file the tax return, what to do. And there are people out there who can help, and, and we do help with trust administration. Okay, so say because I, I messed it up. I said the executor of the, of the, um, tr- of the trust. It's executor of the will and... Trustee of the trust. Trustee of the trust. Trustee of the trust, executor of the will. Right. Got it. And the, when you name these people, you want someone that's responsible? Absolutely. They don't call it trustee for nothing, right? <laughs> right. Right. Well, no, and and but the thing about it is, you have to know your children because you're old. I mean, you're just the people that are around you. Yes. Yes, and I have people who want to name all their children to act together, and I generally recommend against that. Pick one. Uh, somebody who's who's responsible, who's maybe dealt with financial transactions before, and just put them in charge. And they can always hire people to help them. But when you put everybody in the same pot and they all have equal decision-making power, then people tend to fight. People tend to fight. Yeah. All right. So you're saying just pick one, let them, and and you assist because Levita, those documents are long. They are. A lot of times. Yes. They're very long. Yes. They're very long. And most of us don't read. We read two pages. And it's like, okay, we got to come back to this. Right. And a lot of those provisions are in there for just in case. They're not, you know, necessary for the day-to-day administration of the trust. So someone like me could look through it pretty quickly, whereas it might take someone who's never read a document like that before 
a day and a half to read through it. Uh, easy. Yeah. I would say about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Because> Hired <laughs> the professionals. No, because I got to cry. Because you got to cry and everything. Because you, right. you boo, you boo, and you're emotional. Yes. During that time. Mm-hmm. So, and then you might think that say somebody, no, that's up. Right. Give the wrong information out. Again, your number is 702 370 6102. 702-370-6102 and she has two offices one downtown Las Vegas we are neighbors we are going to go walking um, at 627 South 7th Street and um, Huala Pie and Twain so uh, talk to the professional somebody that is passionate about what they do to ensure that your business is handled properly. And if you're a business owner you absolutely need a will and a trust. You absolutely the first thing you should do is you should reach out and talk to Miss Jones so she can talk to you about how you can protect yourself and protect your business. Yeah, no, this is huge. This is huge. So we talked about how you got, but how did you get to Vegas? Because, I mean, you're educated in California. How did you get to Vegas? Well, uh, my parents both lived here and and, uh, they started needing some help. And so I moved out here and my sister eventually moved back here. She used to live here. She lived here from 86 through, I think, 2001. She moved away, and then she came back. So uh, my dad's passed away now, but it's uh, my mom, my sister, and I. So family brought me here. Family brought you here. How you like it? I love it. I, I moved out here. I did not expect to stay long or to like it, and I fell in love with it, and this is my home. This is your home. This is your home. For those people who are thinking about a career change, tell me about your experience at going to law school at, at, at age 40 and going at night part-time. Tell me a little bit about that. I don't have that energy now, <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Uh, it was terrifying and exciting and uh, probably the best thing I could have ever done. It, it, was, it was challenging, to say the least, and it, it required, um, you know, it, it requires help. And at the time, I was married and so had some assistance there, but it was, um, but I would highly recommend it. And to, like you said, it's never too late uh, to follow something that you feel so passionate about and want to do. Got it. So... Because I always say the first year the first year of law school is difficult. Yes, for everyone. Yes. Did you find that to be your experience? Very much so. I was older than the other students generally, and uh, it, it it I think the first year of law school is designed to um, make you believe not believe in yourself to really you know it, it's it's it stretches you in every way rites of passage right yes and just really think I'll never make it through and so you know when you finally get through it's it's um you know I had a great study group that I I got together with we met every weekend we were in the library together every weekend and so, you know, like I said, support from all different areas uh, really helped me through it. Really helped you through it. Now, you had done your MBA before that, but you had done that closer to the time you did your bachelor's. Exactly. So you had a little bit of time in, yes. in between. Right. Yes. Did you find that the MBA helped you in law school? You know, I think the MBA was helpful um, just in a general sense. Yes. And in, in, in business in general. And law school was just a different way of thinking. 
completely for me. And so I think the MBA helped with the business part. And then after law school, when I um, you know, started my own practice, then it, then it comes in handy as well. Yeah, no, because honestly, because lawyers do think differently a lot. Of, they do. It's like, how would you get that from? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I understand. So did you have to take the LSAT first? You took the LSAT. And I did. To, yes. Okay. The bar. Where did you take the bar? Because did they have the universal bar exam when you took the bar? or When I took the bar, I took the bar in California in 2007, okay. and that was the three full three-day exam. And then I uh, took the bar out here in 2015. So I had I, I wish I had done that closer together. <laughs> <laughs> did you pass the bar the first time you took it? I did. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank that's you. A, the California bar is a hard bar. That's what they say. Yes, and and uh, it was it was challenging, but again, you know, they have the they have prep courses, and I stayed with my study group that was through the whole process, and um, they they prepare you if you do the work. They prepare you if you do the work. Right. So again, follow your dreams, but just know following your dreams is going to require just you to build a different type of grid, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to do the work mm-hmm. and whatever the work is, because you don't know what the work is until the work presents itself. And yours was just studying, probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of studying a lot and working out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of studying. Because you were very serious. You know, by the time you decided to go to law school, you were like, hey, I've, you know, I saw what these things do to people. Let me figure out how I can help other people. And so you went into law. And that's and that's that's great. It, it really is. It, it's like anything else. If you have a driving purpose, mm-hmm. it, it helps tremendously. Yes, a driving purpose. Yes, a driving. Now, let's talk about your business. Do you have any children who are going to walk into your footsteps and take over the law firm and keep it going? Nope. No children. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. I, but I I, uh, I would love to have a junior attorney. Uh, I won't call him junior, but an attor- an associate attorney at some point uh, come along and and take over the practice eventually. But that's going to be a long time from now. Do you hear that UNLV law students? <laughs> yes, <laughs> they, I, they there is a law firm here that will train you, teach you, and would like for you to take over one day in life. <laughs> yes, I've had I've had uh, two fabulous uh, one women's an intern, one was a law clerk working for me from UNLV, and I also have a student working for me now as an assistant and she's incredible and she's a senior here that's oh, wonderful nice. and that's amazing because i know when i was um at howard i worked for an older attorney hmm. and he would use third year he always hired third year law students hmm. and we had we had a third year law student in the office every year we had a new one hmm. third year law students and most of them passed the bar on the first time hmm. that's great nice but just because of having that experience like something about that one-on-one and they're able to talk through some things and there yeah most of them passed the bar on the first time but he did that for years and it's interesting because law school and working in a law office are also two different things and 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 just having that concrete experience helps tremendously with all the concepts you're working with and that's what he's because they would have conversations and I would sit there I'm like I am I have no idea what you're talking about and they write eloquently Mm. I was going to ask you do you love writing do I love writing? I, I think that I've grown to <laughs> okay. really appreciate writing, and um, and I think that as I've gotten older and gotten more experience, brevity is what I always strive for. Okay. Now, as opposed to in the in the beginning, I think it was a little more flowy. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, like once upon a time, and we because I told somebody I was like going to the store for an attorney is, you know, I had to sit down, I had to tie my <laughs> shoe, then I looked at the floor. I mean, they it's just drawn out. Yes. It's just drawn out. But I, I love the fact that you said brevity. Now, do you use a lot of soft? 
softwares too, like in your practice? I do. Yes, we have client management uh, software, and then we have software for the documents, creating the documents. Um, of course, I have, you know, accounting software, it, all, all sorts of software. Is yes. it slightly easier now? Because I know when you first started, you probably... Well, they probably weren't using typewriters yet. They're probably doing on the computer because I know at one point this was all typewriter work. And yeah, somebody it was. was typing. Somebody all was typing stuff. all the stuff. And if there was yeah. an error, they had to go back and fix it and all that. But it got easier when we when when computers came into play and Absolutely. you could go in and make edits and do the things that you needed because the typing. Woo. Yeah. No, I agree. Word processing was one of the greatest greatest inventions ever. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that she said word processing, so you know, right? <laughs> the fact that she said word processing. She did say word, word processing. Pro- she said word processing because I remember. The, remember the first computer? Yes. The first, I mean, I remember in elementary school and they were talking about computers and I was like, so where are y'all going to put this big thing? It's huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now it's on your phone. So I know it's made the practice a lot, I wouldn't say easier, but a lot more efficient. Absolutely. And you mentioned the phone. Even my client management software is on the phone. So if I need to take notes, I can do it right then and there, you know, if I'm on the phone with someone. So it, it is... Um, you know, technology has some drawbacks, but overall, uh, it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Okay. Yeah. As a female entrepreneur, was it hard for you to start your own practice here? That is a great question. I I worked for another attorney for six years before I started my own practice. Okay. I, I wanted to, to get some experience under my belt. And I don't think being a female... What, I didn't view it as a, as a challenge um, because... But I think that's also a part of the area of law that I'm in. It's mm-hmm. a very family oriented it's very um you know there's a lot of private information there's yes. a lot of nurturing conversations so i didn't feel it was a drawback that's wonderful no that's that's actually amazing amazing well i i'm glad so i want to go over this one more time so most popular revocable trust right because you can pull stuff in and out now with a revocable trust if it's income generating then it needs a federal id number well, if it's a revocable trust, if I'm just establishing a trust to avoid probate, then it's using my Social Security number. Okay. So um, I'm not going to have to file a separate return at all until until I, I die, and then it, then it has to file its own return. Okay. So it only files one return upon death. I mean, just the, the, the last return then. Right. Well, it's yes. So it let's say I die and I have a lot of money and my trust becomes irrevocable, that trust may come, be in existence for several years after that. So there may be several returns to file for that as it, as it generates income to be distributed for whatever purpose I, set, I, I have. But generally, the idea is with a revocable trust, I die, my assets are distributed fairly quickly because the beneficiaries are always eager. Eager, uh, yes, yes, eager. Uh, and, and wrap that up within a year, yes. Got it. I have a, qu- a crazy question. What happens when people leave, they have trust and they leave everything to their dog or cat? You certainly can do that. And it can just be held in trust for the benefit of the dog or the cat. Nevada has statutes on the books to allow for that. And uh, and then when the animal dies, you, you provide for what happens to the money at that point. So on, in that case, I would have my, my pet's name and say that he was a pet. But then I'd have somebody, a couple of people after him, because, you know, we know that the life existence for a pet is not that long but we would have a person after that who could take care of everything absolutely yes you have to have a trustee and that person's usually in charge of taking care of the pet right and i've had yeah clients who leave their entire home to for to be left for the pets to be taken care of until the pets pass away yeah interesting isn't it i'm stunned (laughs) right i'm I'm stunned i'm stunned well you want to know what attorney jones thank you Thank you. Thank you for accepting the invitation, coming on the show, and educating our audience. Again, 
Attorney Jones can be reached at 702-370-6102, 702-370-6102. Rhonda, do you have anything good going on uh, next week? Oh, boy, it's just Christmas. I'll just be with the family, and hopefully it won't be snowing, and I'll have oh, some you're, great that's meals. Right. You're going home. I'm going home. You're going yeah, home. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. going to be. I'm going to sit right here and look at my trees in front of the fireplace. <laughs> that's fabulous. And I'm going to sing me some songs and even drink me some cocoa and probably, you know, just go around town and look at the lights. I like it. I like look it. Look at the lights. All right. Until next week. Until next week, Las Vegas. You've been listening to Let's Talk with Lee and Rhonda. I'm Leah Crawford. I'm Rhonda Nolan. Thank you, Attorney Jones. Everybody Thank have you. a fabulous holiday. See you soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry bye-bye. Christmas. All right. Bye-bye.